Hi, my name is Shannon Pfeffer. I'm obsessed with understanding the how and the why behind feeling good and translating that knowledge into strategies that help you live better. Each week, we'll dive into conversations about food, fitness, stress, career, and family. We'll learn from each other, feel more connected, and we'll explore ways to design a life you love. So what are you waiting for? Keep listening for tips, tricks, and fun facts about feeling good, looking good, and living better. And don't forget to bring a snack. This is a Side of Syrup podcast. I'm sitting here with a bowl next to me, an empty bowl, mind you. It's after lunch and I am full, satisfied, satiated, and the flavor was amazing. All because of our guest today, Julie O'Brien of Firefly Kitchens. She is on a mission to get more kraut in your home and in your body, specifically your gut. Today, we break down why it's important to have fermented foods every day, regardless of how old or how young you are. I have to say, the kimchi sauerkraut, as well as the kimchi salt she has, is my go-to on any sort of um, dishes where I want that flavoring. It's so easy to incorporate. I give it to my kids. I give it to my family. I don't even tell them it's in there. And always, let me tell you, they ask, what is that flavor? It tastes so good. It's all because of Julie. There's like a peace of mind knowing that my family's gut health is being taken care of because of her amazing product out of a kitchen in Seattle, a commercial kitchen, mind you. But Julie's got some funny stories in here about how they got to that point. But anyway, get ready to learn a lot. Know what's important in your health and your family's health and open your taste profile to something that's probably already on a store shelf near you. I'm sure you live by Whole Foods or you can order Whole Foods, plus available so many other places locally, especially up where Julie is from in Seattle. But I would really love to just get started with this episode because Julie shares so much information it's so important to us today. There's a lot of like wellness things out there that have just a, a price tag on them. And kraut doesn't. It's so easy to incorporate. It's so inexpensive. And it tastes great when it's well made without all the stuff in there. The sugar and the vinegar. Nah. Julie's kraut will change your mind. And Julie's episode will change your thoughts on why Fermented foods should be part of your diet every single day. Hello, everybody. I am thrilled to introduce today's guest on the Side of Syrup podcast. We've got Julie O'Brien from Firefly Kitchens. She's got quite a story of how she came to be and how she is obsessed and loving fermented foods and why everyone should have it in their daily diets. But First, I actually met Julie through my very best friend through a chance meeting she had with Julie in Seattle. And that's how you sort of meet the best people. Good people attract good people. And so I have known Julie a little bit now and I've been using her products and I have some favorites, which we'll get into. <laughs> but but I just, I'm really impressed because she makes fermented food fun and, and very, very tasty. And it's become a household staple for us. So uh, without further, oh, uh, without further, I can't even speak today. Without further ado, here is Julie. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for being a fan of fermented foods because we're all, we're all healthier and, and stronger together. You know what I mean? And so the more people that we get who believe in the possibilities, the better off we are as a small business. 
hundred percent. And the better off we are as humans, if we're taking yeah. care of our gut and really feeding, I like to say like feeding the good bugs, Yeah, you know, then, then that's a win, win for us all, whether, no matter what age you are, I'll say well, that. Well, that's one of those things I love to share with people is that, you know, these foods are for everybody. These foods aren't for just cultured people or awoke people or sick people. These foods are there. It's a vegetable that's been fermented for a month. And mm-hmm. now it's a, I always say it's like a bionic vegetable. So these foods are for everybody, you know, happy people, sad people, large people, small people, sick, healthy. And I really, I love helping everybody. But for me, the excitement lies in the prevention and the possibilities and, you know, getting rid of the old stigma about sauerkraut and, 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 and making it not just something you put on your hot dog mm-hmm. or your brats, you know, once a week or once a month, but rather an ingredient that you were eating every single day. And I have a vision where someday our families families are all just fermenting at their house every day. You just grow up knowing, all right, it's time to put my cabbage in salt and let it sit and do its thing. Because mm-hmm. I believe that this food is is about as medicine-y as food can get. Totally, totally. And I think there's there's definitely a stigma of like the, the age food, but it's silly because I know so many of my listeners' favorite foods are wine and cheese. Two mm-hmm. things that have to age in order to taste good. Well, yeah, charcuterie, you know, cheese, you know, sourdoughs. There's so many good things out there. Chocolate, you know, coffee, all these things that have been around for a long time that are really valued in our culture still today because there's just been this art, you know, associated with it and pleasure and luxury and there's no shortage of wine, you know, selling good wine, but, but I feel like sauerkraut has kind of not really enjoyed that, that limelight or, you know, spotlight until they really started looking at the, the gut and the microbiome. And it's like, oh, so bacteria, which we just used to think were all bad, turns out there's good and bad bacteria. Oh, and it turns out, we're a lot more bacteria than Mm -hmm. we ever thought. And, oh, maybe we shouldn't be just pasteurizing and killing everything, but yet honoring these these bugs, these probiotic bacteria that grow naturally when allowed to during a natural fermentation process. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty exciting. It's been, it's exciting to be a part of that because we've been fermenting for over 13 years now. And it's been a slow, damn uphill battle trying to, <laughs> you know, trying to make it be an everyday, an everyday item on a table. For sure, for sure. And you know what's interesting to me? I, you know, that I have three young kids, and anytime any of my kids has been on a medication, our pediatrician always says to have yogurt afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, to, to sort of build up that good bacteria. And I don't councils had its day, right? <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like, right. But I don't remember a time like when I was a kid, it was like, oh, you have medication and you're fine, you're healthy again. There's no like period where, like, you, you know what, you should take care. You've been really sick or you had this medication to wipe out your system. You need to build that back up. Like, that's just not part that wasn't part of the, the culture, but now it's becoming much more so. Yes, it's exciting. And again, this is where what I love is that, I mean, we, I like to contribute a lot of Firefly success to Bastyr University, who, you know, has been, you know, educating naturopaths and acupuncturists for a long time here now in Seattle. And so those people who got the guts before Western, you know, Western, Western med is, I won't on that path. <laughs> anyway, they're trying to just quick fix things and naturopaths are trying to look at the whole body. And so this is where, you know, not only should we have these foods when we're sick to try to help us mm-hmm. rebuild our systems and combat some of the effects of the antibiotics, 
But, you know, taking a step back even further, let's incorporate these into everyday life because we know we're a lot of good bacteria and a lot of bad bacteria. And think about every time we consume sugar, alcohol, processed foods, which, you know, is every day for a lot of us, they are either feeding the bad bacteria or killing the good bacteria. And so, so you have this lovely, easy opportunity to just add a forkful into your, into your day every day. Now you know that there are new, good, positive, probiotic, healthy bacteria being delivered main, <laughs> mainlining into your system. And then those bacteria, because in my mind, they're, they come naturally on these foods. They yeah. know where your body knows what to do with it versus dissolving a pill, you know, of some bugs that are made in a lab. And I'm not knocking them at all because there's a lot of good, really a lot of good quality high-end supplements out there in different ways to get probiotics. But this is just such an easy and incredibly tasty way to do it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Actually, you brought up the alcohol thing. I saw a study you posted yesterday and I follow a lot of functional medicine folks on Instagram. And the study was making the rounds of, you know, it's not just like when you consume alcohol and then it kind of wipes out your system. It's for up to days afterwards. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just if you, yes, you could take the probiotic pills or, you know, have culture yogurt or, you know, whatever, but you could just have fermented foods as part of your daily diet. And then you're not worrying about anything. You're yeah. taking care I, of I have a wonderful friend who is a pediatric gastroenterologist here in Seattle, Dr. P. Shirodi, and, and she's with Swedish. And she, she has shared with me in the past that, you know, 90% of her patients that she has these little people with, with gut issues, probably 90% of them would not need to see her if she were able to help, you know, if those patients were eating these kinds of foods and just food in general. But so often by the time they get to her, the damage has been done. And that first rung of doctors just said, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Try these pills. And so food really is the answer. And this is where I just feel like young moms these days have access to so much more information. I mean, you as a mom, you know so much more than I did when I when my kids who are now 22 and 24, you know so much more. We as a culture know so much more. But but luckily I feel like I did know 20 years ago that food was really important. I just didn't know why and I sure as hell didn't know about fermented foods then. So, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's super interesting because, you know, there's what the, the doctors tell you and what you can find online. But like for my youngest son, he had like this very strange facial rash and it, I was like, what's going on? He's like four months old. I'm like, I, I don't even know what to do here. And it was before he started foods, like solid foods or anything. <laughs> and so I was like, I looked into, there was like a, let me tell you, it was a fortune. It was like $180 a month, like a probiotic supplement, but it was one specific strand for newborns. I'm like, you know what? I'm not putting him on any medicine. I'm, I'm going to try this and see what this can do. And his face cleared up and it never came back again. And wow. he was on it for three months. So How do you know, babies come into this world so sterile. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they are going through the birth canal, they are getting their first boost of uh, immunity. Right. And then hopefully they're getting your milk. And, and that is the beginning of their population of their immune system. And I, I just feel like we should be feeding little people sauerkraut. But people are like, oh, God, it's alive. It's there's bugs in there. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know. Poor moms are like, I remember when we started, we'd be at the farmer's market 13 years ago and these moms who have been 
said, you know, that they've been, their doctors are like, don't eat raw food. You know, they're they're when they say that, I think they're talking about raw meat. Don't eat right, sushi. Right. Here's like, some sushi. <laughs> <laughs> well, but do you eat fruit and do you eat vegetables? Because this is just a vegetable with, yeah. with a bunch of salt in it. And yeah. fact, take it a step further. Once it's fermented after a month, the pH is so low. It's about three point. It's about three point seven, three point five. E. coli and salmonella can't even live in that acidity. Mm-hmm. And so so it's just one more little untalked about health benefit that these food that these foods, one of the miraculous things that they do all the time that we don't yeah. celebrate. Totally. And and when the kids were eating solids, you would set me like a puree that you guys make. Mm-hmm. And that's just easy because we'll we'll make smoothies in the morning and you can just pop a little bit of it in. My youngest son also has like a very like he loves the like the strong taste. So he's he's game for whatever. Yeah. Um, you have to raise, you know, you have to raise kids not sheltered. You know, think about, you know, all the people who are like, oh no, it has to be plain noodles and some carrots and and maybe some broccoli if if you put ketchup on it. And so, you know, all we're doing is just encouraging plain, bland, you know, no, no trash pollinating of flavors. Whereas if, if you start incorporating these foods in when they're little, I mean, I love watching. I love watching parents when they're really playful with their kid's palate. And then there are those par- parents where, We'll be sitting there and we're like, you want to try a sample? And they're like, oh, no, they won't eat that. And I'm like, well, way to set them up for success. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just like, have fun. Have fun with it. You have fun it's with your natural, If they don't have a parent telling them they're not going to like it. I mean, kids kids will gravitate. That sour that you get in these foods is really a really important part of a palate, you know, not just sugar and salt, which is what so much of the American diet really is. Yeah. But having that sour and, you know. Yeah. I learned something. My oldest son goes to occupational therapy and I learned something from one of the therapists and it, it really stuck with me of like most of the day we're trying to find our, our place in the ground. Like, how do we feel like we've got two feet there? We're sitting down, we're secure. And as an adult, like you have your ways. Like right now I'm crossing my legs. I have a pen in my hand when I'm talking, um, you know, like there's different ways are, we can move our bodies to feel that way. But young kids oftentimes don't feel like they have a place in in the world. So that's why they run around or jump or, or move. I feel that way. Just <laughs> and then she said that it food actually helps like a really strong pungent taste can sort of like settle a child down because it gives them a big feeling of sensory awareness in their body curiosity too like whoa Mm -hmm. what just happened in my mouth that's i want more of that i mean that's kind of it's That's what we oftentimes, sometimes people, you know, they'll take a forkful of our, our food and they'll go, wow, it's so fresh. Now that's crazy that the word fresh, the first thing out of the mouth of somebody when they're eating a food that's been fermented because, you know, fermentation is actually the, you know, the natural breaking down of, you know, of the foods, but it's a building of of flavor and, and flavors and probiotics, you know, these new bacteria and the bacteria are really largely what are part of the flavors and, and the enhancement and the commingling of the enjoyment ahead. (laughs) Awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I just want to back up a second. You were extremely passionate about it and you have an amazing product, but how did you get here? Like where did the idea strike? That's what my family keeps saying, how, how did the last 13 years ago? So, so when I turned 40, about, oh geez, almost 17 years ago, um, my kids were sort of, you know, not needing as much of my time. And I, I had had a small little promotional advertising business I was running at home while, while 
remodeling a hundred year old house. And so I, I enrolled in a nutritional therapy program because I knew I needed to be doing something with people and with food. And so in this sort of holistic eating program, there was a big emphasis on selling supplements. And so I got in there and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't really want to just, supplements are great, but that's just, again, like people not doing the right, you know, you know, like I'm going to take these pills so I don't have to make a smoothie. I'm, I can just take all these things. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's definitely a time and place for it. But that first week of class, I was reading this book called Nourishing Traditions, you know, and the first 69 pages were the nuts and bolts of really a more holistic way of thinking about foods. Yeah. <clears throat> and there were four pages in there about naturally fermented foods. And my pop at the time was going through colon cancer. And there's just this big proverbial light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, oh my God, if these fermented foods like sauerkraut, like I didn't really, I was pretty healthy, but I didn't know about sauerkraut being healthy. And that was because back then 99% of the kraut in this country is all pasteurized or made with vinegar and sugar. So oh. that's why it didn't stick out in my mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm just sitting there going, if it's got probiotics and enzymes and electrolytes and vitamin C and acetylcholine and vitamin K2 and helps you with your digestion. And I was like, why, why aren't doctors prescribing this? Why isn't this on everybody's table every day? How come everybody's not doing it? And, and so that, that drastically changed my course of wanting to just work one-on-one -on -one with people. Cause I was like, I would be really bad as a nutritional therapist. I would be making food and giving it to every person yeah. that I was in contact <laughs> with, which is what I'm pretty much doing after 13 years because it's really hard to grow a food company unless you have VC money behind you, especially a fermented food company. And I just refuse to do that because that's when corners get cut and things are in plastic and they don't do organic. And it's like, why would you be wanting to put a bunch of pesticides in your yeah. food that you're going to ferment and, and make healthier. So mm -hmm. we, you know, we absolutely don't sway on the organic um, piece because that's essential. And we ferment for a full 30, full 30 days. And I just wanted to add that there is a very, very, very big difference between, you know, pickling and fermenting and the words get interchanged pretty, pretty yeah. A lot, a lot of picklers are riding the fermentation wave and going, oh, these foods are really healthy. And they are. <clears throat> they just don't have the nutrition. They, you know, they don't have that cabbage as a base, you know, and, and just taking cabbage and putting sugar and vinegar and then heating it up so it's shelf stable. You're just not comparing apples to apples now. No, no. It, it's like, you know you can make delicious jam or you can like freeze some fruit. Like there's a, like, you can freeze it with nothing. You can make delicious jam with a lot of sugar, but yeah. it's not going to do you the same as eating the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. Yeah. That's so anyway, that's how I got into it. You know, that's yeah. what made the light bulb go off. And then I kind of was like, what am I going to do? You know, for a couple of years, I'm like, I, I, I can't just start making sauerkraut. Then I met a fella through a mutual friend. And then we we're like, we should do this. And so we started fermenting and I remember getting like 80 pounds of cabbage. And then next thing, you know, you know, we called the farmer's market and they said, you'd sell all that in one day. So then we just kind of started ramping up a cater, let us use your kitchen. And then, you know, five months later in the summer, the, the kimchi smells are wafting up through the storage into the architects above. So we got booted out. So when we found our own, our own home up in the industrial district in Seattle, in B Ballard community. So we've been there for the last 12 years. That's amazing. Amazing. And then where did Angie and you meet at the Ballard farmer's market? We, we met at a PCC. We were in there doing demos yeah. and I think her sweetie walked by and I was like, you want to try some kraut? And he's like, oh, I don't like that stuff. And when people say that, especially yeah. a smart young man, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, I got this one. And then, right. and then I think, 
And then I kind of called Angie over and, you know, she must have thought I was crazy, but I was just, you know, having fun with people who don't eat sauerkraut, but yet they were dressed to go work out. And so I probably spent 15 minutes with them, having them taste stuff and fun. And that's the kind of thing that that gives me joy is really having those connections with people. And here are these people who really value health and good food. They just didn't know. They didn't know about this one more offering that's out there. Totally. And, and immediately when she came home, she didn't, she didn't call or text me. She ordered me <laughs> the product and she's like, you must try this. And she's like, here's a tracking number. This is coming to your door. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> she's you know? No. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. We do ship, you know, we're mostly a West coast company. But it's just, it's so hard to ship and to be in these grocery stores because the grocery stores make just as much money. I mean, it just is the capitalism model is a little bit difficult. So we're, we're trying to start doing more, you know, we do a lot, we ship around the country every, every week. And it's pretty easy to just have a box show up with your, your probiotics, you know, your food for a week or two. So I have these visions of doing some really cool, you know, more value added products because, you know, my, where I love getting innovative is mixing the kraut with other things. You know, we talked about smoothies, but there's a whole nother slew of ideas that I can share with people. And at the end, I'll share some, I have some little recipe cards and I have a whole cookbook, but I love giving people those easy ways to get, you know, you can make a probiotic peanut butter in two minutes by just blending up unsalted peanut butter with plain kraut, you know, peanut sauce, you know, a power probiotic sauce mixed with yogurt and miso, you know. Yeah. That dispels anybody's like, I, I, I won't like this. I can't, I, cause I guarantee in your recipe cards or in your cookbook, there's a taste profile for anyone. Yeah. Well, I, I put it in desserts. You know, I have this goat cheese, cream cheese tart that has kraut in it. And it's kind of an oat almond cookie crust. And then the top is dried apricots kind of stewed with apricot jam and then more kraut in there. And the kraut's not cooked ever, you know, so it's kind of a colder cheese tart. And then I put pistachios on the top. I mean, that stuff, that thing is so good because it's, while there's plenty of sweetness and creaminess, it's that salt kind of envelopes its way in there. And it's just every bite is, is balanced, right? Then you don't really need to overeat it. So I don't need to go in the dessert making business, but yeah, yeah. I I need, I need that, that recipe because total side note here, um, because of having three kids, it's impossible to go out unless it's like a special occasion. So my husband and I have started a, we're calling it Cafe Pfeffer, where we, we've got, well, it's coming soon, a dining set in our backyard and like hanging lights and all that. And we have meals in, but like out of the house with like baby monitors. Yeah. But anyway, he is, this is why I was so interested in, in meeting you initially because he has a terrible stomach and we've never been able to figure out why um, he's seen all the doctors and all the specialists, oh. but when he has the regular um, kraut in his diet, it's so much better. He can't do the spicy kimchi, which right. I, just, I would love for him to be able to yeah. do that. But it's so delicious and easy to throw in. It's I'm I'm so happy that you brought that up and and glad that it's giving him some comfort. But again, if you think about these foods, not only are they start in your mouth with flavor and they can jazz up, you know, I'm at that point where almost anytime I eat something, I'm like, you know what this needs? And my kids are like sauerkraut, you know, it always does. It always needs that crunch and that bright either color or flavor. But then what happens is as it's traveling down through your system, it's already starting to go to work. And so you're, it's like your husband's body knows it probably gets, it goes right to where it's needed, you know, as opposed to like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to just beeline straight for the colon. You know, I got some work to do up here. So I'd love, I have this whole animated 
visual of probiotic bacteria going through the gut. And I have these invisible superheroes. I've already got names for them. You know, I, I have a little overactive imagination, but I'm like, kids are the answer. We have to, we have to get kids, meaning we have to get moms to, to talk about these foods. And I'm like, make it at home. You don't have to buy it from Firefly, make it at home, but, but just do it. Grab a friend, grab, grab a neighbor, have a community kraut making day, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I took some of your product. I have a, like a mom's group that meets every couple of months and, and there are four women in the group who have some sort of nutrition or health background. And they were like, yes, like, you know, how do I, you know, figure out how to incorporate this or how do I know more? And, you know, I think just like being able to get the word out because I mean, in marketing speak, like you've created a direct to consumer brand Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just one of those that I feel like everyone needs to hear about because it's not, it's not just for you and your own health, but it's, I also think there's something that we haven't quite touched on, but we've talked about a little bit like everyone's taste buds in, in this country, at least are really programmed for the salt and the sweet. Mm -hmm. And that's what we go for. Oh, this needs, this coffee needs sugar in it to taste better. This dish needs salt in it to taste better. They like the, that like bitter part of the tongue is really underutilized and could really amp up a lot of flavor and recipes and, and sort of, fill a need that maybe we go for other things for of like, maybe this isn't fulfilling me. So I'm going to have something sweet or have something salty. And-, well, and, and I think what happens is because so much of the food isn't balanced. Yeah. People just keep overeating. It's like, you know, when they took the fat out of yogurt and sour cream and all those things, people got bigger because they just ate five times as much because there was no fat kind of holding it all together. I feel like sauerkraut or these foods add just one more layer of balance into, so you're not just needing another bite to try to satiate. There's balance going on in your palate. And and we all eat way too fast as a culture. And so I think, you know, if you just kind of can be a little party going on in your mouth, if you put all the right ingredients and write flavors together, you know, a hundred percent, quite often, you know, it's like what you were talking about earlier. They, they're just eating because they think that's what they need to do. And, and, you know, I remember I've been with my husband for 27 years and we used to go backpacking and we'd make food and like, you know, he would have a, a bagel with a piece of Turkey on it. And I'm like, Oh, excuse me. I need pesto and I need some red peppers and some sprouts and I need all of that other stuff in there. So I'm, I'm being more than fueled. It's just not black and white, you know, carbs. And, and, and so he's evolved a lot. I'm laughing. I'm Julie. I'm laughing here. One time I came home, my husband said he cooked dinner and I had, it was like a salmon veggie. It was like a whole meal. I walked in the kitchen and it was a piece of salmon on bread with some mustard. <laughs> and I was like, I can't eat that. And I was like, I'm not even being a food stop. I'm being like, this is going to have zero flavor, zero anything. Um, but yeah, I think once you sort of like get used to like, you need like a little zing and it doesn't have to be hot sauce and it doesn't have to be maple syrup. You know, there's another um, there's another option on the table or in the fridge that, you know, I feel more people need to, to try or be open to trying. Yeah. Shine a little light. Yeah. No, I, I feel like it adds, we, we always say pure probiotic brilliance, you know, it's, you know, brighten your bite. I like to say brighten your bite, lighten your load. And, you know, I just can't not bring up one of the number one health benefits We're not, I know I'm standing in my kitchen, but we're not cooking. So, you know, at the end of the day, one of the number one benefits of these foods beyond the the taste is the 
the support for your digestive system in so many ways. The number one being bowel movements. You know, I I remember meeting a woman who who had a six year old who was on high strength laxatives, six years old. And she said after eating, you know, she would, she learned about these foods. She gave her daughter of a spoon of the classic kraut every day, the plain one. She got off her, she got off the pills. It was just having that, the fiber, you know, and for a little tiny body that's missing something, one little bite can do it wonders. So I always tell people, if you haven't had these foods in your diet and you get started, just start small because they're, they're powerful. They're not going to, they're not going to clean you out, you know, like getting, you know, food poisoning or something. But if you have a lot of issues and you are now putting all these good bacteria in there, they're going to go and they're going to clean up and there might be a little bit of discomfort. And that's definitely different than, you know, oh, those foods are too hard on my system, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think like the other link is if you have a good gut, that impacts your immune system, impacts your skin, impacts your dental health as well. Yeah, well, your metabolism, you know, your blood sugar, your, I've had people say that anxiety and depression, that this is just, it's like a stabilizer. It's, and you know, never tell anybody to do anything drastic, go off their meds or whatever. But to hear people just say, God, this food is, it's, it helps me with X, Y, and Z. I mean, I've heard a lot. (laughs) I've heard a lot over the years and I'm grateful and meeting the customers and, and hearing from those people are what really keep me going. Right. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, and one thing that I learned, I learned from the internet um, and I tried it when I was pregnant, but I was the first time being pregnant. I was not sick at all. It was a breeze. The second time I was so sick, but, uh, I didn't know about your products then, but there was, there's an, another, um, I would say a competitor, um, not as, not as good as yours, uh, on the market. And I would smell it. I would, I would literally just like just sit there and smell it. And then I would like sit into like some like rice just because it was, I, I couldn't eat a lot at that point. Yeah. Um, well, but it helped. It helped. Yeah. It helped. It helped like, like this like nauseating feeling of like, oh, well, maybe I can eat more food now because I feel better. But that was something that I didn't know. I was like, no, this is not going to work. Like, this is like, this is just like a wife's tale, old wife's tale. But, you know, the whole, I mean, that's, one could say that's placebo or, you know, like I've often wondered just when I go into our kitchen and, you know, when we ferment, we will have like a, we do a, a thousand pounds of, or a ton. How much is a ton? Well, it's a lot. Yeah. We yeah. do a ton of cabbage at a time. And then on days where we're, we're jarring, we'll go through four barrels. Sometimes I'll walk into the kitchen and it's, we're doing kimchi and, you know, you can smell it down the block and it's, our kimchi is vegan. There's no fish or shrimp in it. And we actually use green cabbage instead of Napa. So we're really inspired by those wonderful Korean flavors, but we are trying to just make a, a crunchy, vibrant, more accessible, you know, there's just a lot of people that don't like that fish. So, so I was just like, I always think about, you know, you look at all the, we have all these pores, why can't that garlic and ginger, you know, all of those probiotics that are in the food are, are there some in the air too, that we don't even really know about? And I don't know, I was thinking about that. Like, could we put this extra brine on our skin and could it go through there and actually work? Probably. 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 Yeah. Like, is there a way? Yeah. I'm like, could you put it in like a carrier oil and then get. Yeah. I've done facials before where I'll take our plain brine. I did both plain and and the kimchi definitely yielded a little redder (laughs) face, but uh, I mix some at night clay in there. Have you ever done that? You know, like I used to just use vinegar, but I was like, I'm going to try the brine. And it, it, it was great. It was great. 
so you can't hurt. Or <laughs> something new. There's a product that I'm obsessed with of yours that um, we haven't talked about. And I didn't tell anyone. We got six people living in our house. So I, I like didn't tell anybody before I put it in. But <laughs> the the salts, the one salt made with the kimchi. Oh yeah. Um, and I put it in, I do like a sort of like a pork dumpling burger. Uh-huh. Uh, and I put it in there and everyone went bananas. Like, like what did you do? What I'm like, it's it's literally just the salt. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, that salt is made from a month long fermentation process of the of the kimchi. We actually bought a freeze dryer for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then now we will we take that and then we it takes like 18 hours to freeze dry the kimchi. And then we grind that up and mix it with organic spices and salts. And then that's what's here. I'll, yeah. I'll it's, just show you. It's like ridiculous because um, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not like a, it, it is like, I hesitate to use spice sometimes all over spice things. Yeah. But it's like a, it's not a flavored salt. I feel like it's, it's, it's the wrong category. No, it's umami. I mean, they're, salt is, is flavored, yeah. you know, with spices and stuff, but that's still stuff, you know, your, your palate still has to sort it out when you, when you have this, the, these salts that have the ferment in there, they definitely, it's just a whole different level of what's going on. You put it on scrambled eggs, you put it on popcorn. It's just kind of mind blowing how, how, how it, how it tastes. I love it. I what don't need to say it's good stuff. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, that, that, and we use them. We there's, there's three flavor. We, we have three flavors or those are the three flavors you have. Okay. Yeah. One of my favorite things with the kimchi salt too, besides popcorn is I'll just cut up tofu or, you know, you can do chicken yeah. mushrooms. I just cut them up and saute them in coconut oil with the salt. And it's just, it's just so easy. I've had a mom say, when I put it on my broccoli, my kids will eat it, but they, otherwise they won't touch it. And so it's, it's, you know, we say a pinch of probiotics. We are definitely not promoting this as a probiotic substitute. You know, by all means you should be having, you know, a bite of the fresh stuff. It's the same thing when you cook, you know, it's best to not really cook these foods, but I call it the sacrificial kraut when I do sometimes I'll caramelize some with some prosciutto and then I'll throw it in risotto. Um, but I'm just like, just grab a forkful while you're cooking and then you know you're you're getting it in there. Okay, Julie, I I need your cookbook immediately. What what's can can you give like another like a uh, recipe that's one of your other favorites? Because it's almost time and I'm just like, this is like food porn for me. So one of my favorite things that, that we do is like, I'll just take our kimchi, which is again, you know, yeah. garlic and ginger are the flavors that really come through it and I'll mix it with peanut butter. And so I just blend the two, you know, you can add a little water, a little olive oil, a little tamari sesame, but at the end of the day, just peanut butter and our kimchi and a little brine make this really lovely, creamy peanut sauce. And so then you can just drizzle it over broccoli or, you know, rice or tofu, and it just pulls everything together. You get all the fiber from the product and all the flavor. So again, it's just that balance that's, that's, um, that's created when it's all blended up. That's awesome. So that's another one. Um, Our Emerald City has um, coriander and dill kale and turmeric. So people who love pickles really like this one because just because of that dill, but it's fabulous chopped up with tuna fish with a little mayo. So it's like, you don't have to chop pickles and onions and celery. You just chop this up and mix it in really good. I'll do salmon burgers and then just throw, you know, throw a a salmon burger cooked over a bed of greens Mm-hmm. throw the crowd over it a little bit of oil and now you you can use it as a salad dressing you know and it's it's an ingredient in your salad and then you can use any of the leftover brine after of course you've consumed you don't want to drain the brine off 
and use it. Some people do that because they get so excited about the flavors. Yeah. But the brine is what really protects it and keeps the integrity yeah. of, you know, those bacteria alive and yeah. um, protects the food. So anyway, those are just some yeah. other simple, simple ideas. And I probably should mention the carrots too, because yeah. this is just, they're really good. Here. And this is a, a really great gateway product for people trying to get their kids into it. And little kids, you know, like a year, they love to just grab a little strand of carrots, mm-hmm. you know, for not choking and stuff. But this yeah. is brilliant. Just throwing it, it's some, you know, a, over some arugula with a little bit of, you know, a little bit of oil, some salt and pepper and some nuts and seeds. Boom, we've got a gourmet salad. and. People are like, what's in here? And it's it's that ferment that they taste. Yeah. Oh, so, I yeah. I love it. Because that one's so yummy. I forgot. I was like, I had it written down on a post-it here. And I'm like, carrots. Well, you know, you mentioned, you know, this the, the salty and the sweet. You know, we've talked about that a little bit. And think about like from a chef's perspective or from cooking, you know, we're always searching kind of for one more thing to balance our soup or whatever. So we as a culture or, you know, as a blended culture know that citrus, you know, so often lemon or lime or vinegars are what we reach for to try to get that nice balance. But I'm like, go for the kraut because it's the same sort of acidic you know, pH, but now you're going to get all the health benefits too. So it can't replace, it can't replace a true lemon or a lime or a balsamic vinegar, but it can sure do a lot for the flavor profile, you know, and, and the health. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And it's, and it's, and truly, like the recipes that you're stating, like sort of elevate a dish that you know, oh, makes you feel. Like, <laughs> we didn't spend all this time chopping and 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 cleaning it all up. Like it's there. You just like take it out of the jar and it's ready to go. Well, another thing is a smoothie. You know, like if you just how many people make a smoothie? I used to just do. You know, my basic is a frozen banana. You know, some kind of fruit that I have. Maybe a handful of frozen blueberries. And a little bit of yogurt, right? You know, that's kind of, or some juice or whatever. And then I was like, yeah, think about how many people have issues with dairy and they don't even know it. Or think about all the sugar. So if you take the yogurt out and you use some nut milk and a scoop of sauerkraut, typically the plain or the carrots, now you're getting, you know, probiotics. You're getting that sour flavor like you would from yogurt. And then you're getting the creaminess from the nut milk. And, you yeah. know, there's always, you know, so you, and then you've got all the sugars in the fruit. So you don't need the other sugar that typically is loaded into a smoothie. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, into yeah. the yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like going, working around that. Yeah. That's awesome. I really so like that. that. You can take yeah. Kalamata olives and blend it up with, many different flavors so equal parts of olives and kraut a little parsley and garlic it's a phenomenal changing the texture is your best friend when you're trying to to get people who aren't into it Mm -hmm. to eat it you know it's best to just not tell people sometimes and you you can slide some into any sandwich any Mm -hmm. wrap any bowl you know so, so changing the texture, blending it, chopping it is mm-hmm. a really easy way to just incorporate it in. Okay. This is so good. This is so, so, so good. I mean, we have, so- if you go to our website, we have lots of recipes on there. We sell the book online. We'll share these little recipe cards with you. If you sign up for our little email news blast, which we don't do anything but share with you every other week or, or we will, we share new recipes that we've come up with. And, you know, one of my favorite little things to do too, is like chop up some plain kraut with some basil, some, some cilantro and parsley. And then you have all these flavors from, you know, all the intensity from those herbs 
and then you throw the plain kraut in there and now you can just sprinkle it you know it's like a little flavor bomb yeah you know, full of fiber yeah. now and full of bugs good bugs Totally. And then, I mean, that's like even that's a topping for you grill some steak or you have some short ribs or something, you know, like it's it's just an easy thing to add on. That's like the health benefits are so like, how can you not like, I mean, like it's like one of the things you once you know, like, how do you unknow? Yeah. Well, and one of the things that, you know, like we're up here in Seattle, our kimchi on the Beecher's Grilled Cheese, which is exciting, where our Emerald City is at the Climate Pledge Arena. So you can get it on an impossible brat. And we are really trying to do more food service. So if any of your listeners anywhere, you know, we we, we do sell in bulk versions. Okay. Now too. In, around the Northwest, and we're trying to get a little further out. But these foods should be in hospitals, in universities, in old folks' homes. I was trying, I was talking to, a, a, my mother has Alzheimer's and she eats these foods now every day and it just helps keep her, you know, they get blended up into her food. But I'm like, let's go think about how many people when they're aging struggle with constipation. And, and if these carrots were just on the salad bar or, you know, these foods would be ripe to be mixed in. And the, you know, I talked to the dietitian at the place and she's like, well, what about people who are autoimmune impaired? And I'm like, okay, well, what about all the sugar that you're serving every day there that is not good for people with autoimmune issues? And what about the otherwise healthy people that are all there? How come, how come you won't give them these foods? You're just protecting the the few sick ones from food that would probably really be helping them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to get on another, uh, like <laughs> far off tangent here, but I was listening to a podcast recently and, um, and it was a, a doctor and both there's two GIs and it, one was in the UK, one was in the U S and the guy in the UK is like, I am actually on a mission to get better food, at hospitals, but not for the patients yet, but for the doctors. The doctors. Yeah. 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 It's like, like, I like had fast food because that's all I could afford for so many years until I finally became a doctor. And then now it's like, how There's do I have this Coke, Coca-Cola to stay awake and coffee? And you know, it's not healthy. How doctors can they healthy. expect these doctors and nurses and all of these people who are trying to care for sick people if they don't even have access to these foods there. I'm talking with the chef at Harborview, which is our big, you know, kind of trauma hospital here. And I mean, I would love to just say, I just said, how about one salad offering and one sandwich? And, you know, I have a whole vision of what I think could be offered, but at the end of the day, a lot of these companies are so big and they're being run by people who are saying everything has to be pasteurized. We don't want to risk anybody getting sick. It needs to be available in 10 gallon buckets and it has to be, you know, delivered via this, you know, distribution company that, you know, you yeah. know, the issues. All the logistics and liability. And, A lot yeah. of people that talk about, you know, local, we do local and women owned and plant-based, but so many of those things are just almost created to look good. But then when you're one of those people saying, hey, I'm this person, I'm making yeah. these foods, it's organic, we buy farm food, we, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for mm -hmm. a number of different reasons. But we have a lot of really great things happening. And, and there's a lot of good people who believe in this. And so it's a matter of just doing what we're doing, continuing to share. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing, so many people you know, beyond being plant-based and probiotic and woman-owned and all that, you know, these foods, there's so many people following, you know, a vegan, a paleo, a keto, a whole 30 diet. And this is pretty versatile food because again, it's a vegetable. It's just like a mm -hmm. probiotic vegetable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It can, it, it can, it truly can fit any, like in the very beginning, yeah. Anyone, any 
age, any size, any condition. It is a food that everyone should have. And yeah. you're making it easy for them to do it. And really, 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 really great really tasting, good. amazing product. So I they love this. Find yeah. us too on social media on, you know, we're Firefly Kitchen Seattle on Instagram and we're on Facebook and we love, we love sharing. And I love if people want to reach out and say, Hey, what would you suggest I do? I love sun-dried tomatoes. How can I, you know, that kind of is fun for me. I'm hoping to redo my cookbook, um, fresh and fermented, which is sold out. I mean, I think I have some copies. I have the, the, hopefully the last 50 copies that, but it would be, I love it. There's so much good stuff in there and I kind of want to redo it and get some more new things that I've created because it's not rocket science. It's just taking foods that we're already eating and commingling them in different ways, you know? Awesome. It's absolutely awesome. I, I cannot wait. And when this episode airs, my digital course will be out and it does feature Julie's products, guys, because they're the fermented foods that I love and trust and cannot recommend enough. So yeah, well, Julie, I have one last question for you. This is a question I ask everybody. If you had a button, magic button with you at all times, and it could do one thing for you at all times, what would it do? <laughs> it's such a great question. And I would have to say, relax me. Be, you know, because... I, I kind of just start spinning sometimes with excitement and stress. And it's, and, you know, I think about the whole reason I'm trying to do this. I'm making this food is because I want to share and I care and I want to help people, but it's not an easy thing to do. And then, and then I'm like, okay, but wait, what about me? What about my health? And I think I can spend 30 minutes trying to meditate or trying to relax or, you know, go run to, to get my blood pressure down and calm down. So I feel like that button, if it could just kind of ground me, grounding is probably a little better word than relax because relax is so broad, but I'd say that's what I choose. Oh, I like that. I could use that on a day like today. Yeah. Um, a million things going on and just like that forced moment, not for, but well, it's not it's like, the wrong word, but you know, as a mom, you've got three kids. So we're sitting here, we're present together, but I guarantee you there's some stuff going on in the back of your head. Like who's somebody pawing at the door. Or I need to pick somebody up or I need to drop. Oh, I need to get a gift. And it's, you know, I'm in my later fifties and my kids are gone. I'm not thinking about those things, but the business has me, you know, just always thinking and connecting and kind of calming those little, those other little things that are firing is a little challenging at times. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, Julie, this was such a blast. I will have all the links to, your website and social media will include some recipes on the website and also in the newsletter so it's going out to absolutely everybody um and then guys get on the fermented food train you know if you haven't heard about it before you've heard about it now and julie and google the health benefits like don't listen to me like there's so many really great articles out there, you know, from Stanford and Harvard and, and, and doctors and nutritionists and health coaches around. And I really encourage everybody to give it, you know, try making it. It's so easy. And there's a thousand tutorials out there on, on how to make it at home. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julie. It was awesome to catch up too. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Side of Syrup. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and review and subscribe so you never miss the next one. Also, if you know of someone who would love this episode or podcast in general, send it to them too. Thank you. New episodes go up on Tuesdays. Thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. 